0: Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam, Ooh, boom shakalaka You wanted to come with it, I We to with punishment. Youngies
1: is confident, but you ain't what we come with. Others in love with the front, and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep on coming in. 28 hits, 28 hits, 28 hits, 28 hits, 28
0: Welcome to another team preview for 48 minutes of the 2018-2019 season. Really excited with all the ones we've gotten in so far. We're excited to add another one today. Tim Daniel here is always with Sean Mackey. Sean, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Oh, you know, just living the dream as we keep saying each and every one of these episodes now it feels like.
1: We've lived many dreams lately.
0: Yes, we've lived dreams in Los Angeles, we've lived dreams in Philadelphia, and just about everywhere. Just Phoenix, about everywhere you know just about everywhere yeah so today that dream is in miami we're gonna be talking the miami heat with diego coseta of hot hot hoops diego welcome back it's been a year since we had you on yeah thanks for having me on how are things
2: they're going well glad to hear that things are good on your end too
0: yeah we're we're, we're trying we're trying to make an effort (laughs) it's uh it's a little difficult at times um, so before we get into the show, like always, we'll do our, uh, this is 48 Minutes, brought to you at 48MinutesNetwork.com, where you can check out all of our articles and podcasts of the past. We are also now on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and working on getting back on iHeartRadio. I don't know what happened there, but for some reason we're not on there anymore. So, um, that being said, we'll get to, right into it. Diego. The Miami Heat made the playoffs last year. It was a really odd year where Goran Dragic made the all-star team. Mm-hmm. Hassan Whiteside has really decreased a little bit. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade ended back on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at last year, how do you describe it?
2: Yeah, it, it was really an odd year. I think coming out of the, um, I guess it must have been, 2016-2017 year, which was such an odd year as well, when they were 10 and 31 for the first half of the year, and then um, and then the exact opposite. So they ended the year 41 and 41, but they went 30 and 11 for the last half. You were thinking, oh, they would bring the whole team back together, they would have a chance to play a whole season with each other, maybe you know, not replicate. Not exactly and have a 60-win season, but maybe they would have, you know, win close to 50 games or so. And it looked through maybe about halfway through the season, they looked maybe that they could get there, that they were really doing the whipping the ball around, Wayne Ellington taking threes, and just really firing on all cylinders and really breaking the mold. Um, I think it was interesting how, you know, the Heat sort of started the whole super team era in 2010 and then after lebron james left they sort of tried have have really tried to do something where they've tried to build a contender without a star and i think a a lot of things played into that there was signing chris chris bosh to the huge contract and then finding out that pretty much his career was over deciding that you weren't going to give money to dwayne wade who was at that point declining but it was a very interesting year. I think the Dwayne Wade trade, from a sentimentality and a PR standpoint, was absolutely perfect. But from another standpoint, there are other fans who have raised the question: Do you want to be giving Dwayne Wade 25 minutes per game when the future of the team, as of now, is Josh Richardson, is Justice Winslow, and if you give my, and, and if you give playing time and potentially money, we don't know. If he's going to come back yet, um, I think he may be trying to uh, just run up the clock again. He may just, you know, quite frankly not want to play in training camp. Um, So we might not figure that out for a little while. Um, Yeah, so it was a very odd year, especially with the playoff series when Hassan Whiteside I mean, in the regular season was pretty much getting keep him happy minutes from Eric Spolstra to just cratering in the playoffs when he was not producing at all. Joel Embiid just completely overmatched him. And it even looked... You can say
0: that twice.
2: Yeah, and you know what? I'll, I'll say this. When the Heat, a year ago, drafted Bam Adebayo and signed Kelly Olynyk to a four-year contract, I was a little bit puzzled and I said to myself well why are the Heat you know drafting a center signing another center to a four year contract and it looks like even back then and maybe even more so now the Heat were not really looking at Hassan Whiteside as the future of their team and it'll be very interesting to for me to see going into this season how Eric Spoelstra manages the minutes of Bam Adebayo and Kelly Olenek who to me I think are clearly you know that's the way the future of the team is going versus Hassan is who's going to be the highest paid player, as well as if Dwayne Wade comes back, how you deal with that and Dion Waiters, who the Heat also gave a four-year contract to a year ago. So very interesting team, and it's just, it's just, you know, it looks to be like another weird, you know, not quite tanking, but also clearly not as good as the Bostons as the Sixers of the East so yeah
0: so when you look at this you know with this off season um, I've been t- bringing this for reference for a bunch of guys that we've been talking to in these team previews where David Aldridge did his list of the mm. top 30 I mean the 30 hmm. ranked overall uh, best off seasons for team by team in the NBA do you have any guess for the Miami Heat were
2: my, I guess it would be in the bottom half Maybe 20 around that
0: They were 30
2: They were 30 Yes And what was his justification or His right
0: justification down? was more or less They made no moves to get better or worse Mm-hmm. And the, the, the biggest question for their offseason Has been is Dwayne Wade going to play there in China mm. So Would you look at what they have What they've done you know, or Lack of what they haven't done What what is your opinion on that? Because it isn't something, you know, obviously they haven't gone out and got a big time player. For us, from the outside looking in, I'm still trying to figure out exactly why the Miami Heat aren't very good anymore because they are a team that's been competitive for a long time. Even when LeBron James wasn't there, they were, you know, uh, just about a ride in for the playoffs. Uh, They've been a competitive team for a long time, and I always think that they can be good, especially with a coach like Spolstra.
2: Yeah, I mean. The one thing I would say is they did keep Wayne Ellington, and there was some concern that because he had such a big year, he actually broke the record for most threes made for a player off the bench last season. Um, There was some concern, especially in an NBA in which J.J. Redick got paid $20 million, that he would be able to keep him. Now, fortunately, they were able to keep him, as you sort of saw with the way the market sort of Dried up uh, early in July. It looked like, you know, if if he was going to go, he would have already signed with someone else. He um, ended up signing a one year deal for around $6 million. So that was one thing. And I think that was a big key thing for the Heat to do because if you look at Miami's team last year, um, they really, their only really good three point shooter was Wayne Ellington. I mean, Goran Dragic, eh. He can be a good three-point shooter, but he can also have some nights where he's gonna go like 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. Same thing with Waiters. Same, same thing with a lot of the players on the Heat. So they so they did keep him. Yeah, it was. I think it was just a function of the Heat lacking the ability to sign a big free agent, lacking really the trade assets to get a player who they really wanted. Um, there were reports out of. Miami local beat writers that he did want to trade Hassan Whiteside. It seems like with his uh, contract, you know, two years left, more than $20 million each of those next two years, and with the NBA just increasingly shifting more and more away from the traditional center, that there wasn't a lot of um, appetite for teams to take on that contract, which, of course, after his uh, abysmal playoff output, is totally understandable. So, yeah, so I think with the Heat, um, you know, I think the Heat might be looking at a bit of a long game. They might, in effect, need to move back in order to move forward, trying to maybe, maybe not tank, but definitely perhaps not make the playoffs next year in the hopes of signing a, um, you know, pretty good player. And what I think about it, From my vantage point as a Miami Heat fan and also someone who's writing about them, to me they have three young players who I think are the future of their team. And that's Bam, that's Josh Richardson, and that's Justice Winslow. And they got all those players in the draft. And I think, you know, the Heat, they aren't really, they don't have the assets, uh, the cap space to sign a free agent anytime soon. They um, don't really have the assets to make a big trade for someone. And it's also interesting, like, Kyrie Irving was on the trade block. James Harden was on the trade block. These are players who have been traded relatively early on in their careers. But it's really not the norm for players, especially those who are in their mid-20s, who have that, you know potential to be a franchise player to get traded so you might need to just find your star in the draft and I think that's what the Heat probably need because among those three bright spots on their team I think you have three solid good players but they still need a star and that may be where um, finding someone in the draft would come in
1: So Diego Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of bad trade rumors,
2: <laughs>
1: like really terrible ones, the ones that are instigated through through Instagram, Twitter, just the doldrums of the internet. So yesterday, a little trade rumor dropped involving the Miami Heat. I don't know if you heard it.
2: Is it the Cleveland Cavaliers on Whiteside one?
1: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So... It was rumored yesterday <laughs> <laughs> that the Cavs and the Heat are discussing a deal that would, that would send Mr. Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. and either Dion Waiters or James Johnson to Cleveland for Tristan Thompson, Jordan Clarkson, and Kyle Korver. This seems absolutely ridiculous to me, but would you do this trade?
2: To me, I, I mean, here's the thing with the Whiteside uh, trade rumors. Are you only going to get an equally bad contract in return? In which of course. Case, what's the point of doing it? You might I, as well write out the contract. I mean, I think there's a case to be made for Spolstra to forget about, you know, as he did last year, playing Hassan Waite 20 to 25 minutes just to keep him happy, or at least somewhat, somewhat happy. He still did complain and actually got fined by the team for. Um, for you know, basically saying, among other things, it's it's bullshit that, that he wasn't getting more playing time, and a lot of teams could use a center. Um, but just you know, use Kelly Olmec as your starting center, have Bam playing backup minutes, and just do that, and just sort of eat the fact that you've had to pay that you did pay him that big contract. Um, so I mean, I think if he's not going to up his trade value. You don't want to just play him for no reason, especially when he still has two years left in his contract. So yeah, so that I mean that's the thing that I that, that I immediately thought of um, in that trade rumor. Like, if if the only thing that you're doing is just swapping equally bad contracts <laughs> for equally bad contracts, I mean James Johnson, he had a good first year in Miami, but after he got that four-year contract last year, was not very good for him. No, and he has. To, I mean, there. I, uh, earlier in the summer, he had some surgery, so perhaps it was more of an injury issue. Um, but that's another thing um, with the Heat is they seemingly have. I mean, just like with Bam and Hassan Whiteside, you also have Justice Winslow and James Johnson. So you have an older veteran player, um, and you have the younger player who are somewhat playing the same. Position In the case of Johnson and Winslow, you also, they not, they not only are, play the same position, but they also have sort of the same skill sets. They're sort of that um, point forward type of player. And so do you want to trade um, James Johnson um, or do you just give more of the playing time to Justice Winslow? Especially when you're just swapping bad contracts for bad contracts. I don't really see what the upshot is. That's just my thought.
1: I completely agree. That's a garbage trade. (laughs) I just like to talk about it. It's fun. (laughs) So, let's talk a little about Justice Winslow. So, he's going into his fourth season, is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay, so he's going into year four. Um, And like you said, there's a little bit of... uh, wing glut right now um do you see him progressing any more than he did like past his second season cuz he kind of regressed a little bit last year mm. um do you see him as a is a future star in the league still or do you think like this is it yeah
2: i mean that's an interesting question i've actually said um, if the, I mentioned you have three bright young players. If you need to trade one of them, I would trade Winslow. I think okay. he has the le- the least amount of potential to reach to the next level out of, out of any of those three. I don't think of him as a star. I don't think he could become that. I think the question is, can he be a serviceable player who can sort of be... I mean, people have sort of compared him to a Draymond Green type of player who doesn't really have... A position who can do a lot of different things the key for him though is his three-point shooting or his just shooting in general and we know in today's NBA shooting is an absolute premium and if you cannot have a respectable jump shot teams are just gonna exploit that so we know that he can play defense we know he can handle the ball we know he has a lot of skills for today's NBA but he's missing that one crucial skill which is three-point shooting and he'll, he'll have, like, once in a blue moon, he'll make three three-pointers in a game. And people will say, oh, my God, he's back. But it's not something that happens once a month or once every two months. It needs to be consistent. And I don't know if he can do that now. If If he comes out in the year and he's actually making threes at a respectable clip, then we can talk about him. But I actually am more of in the, you know... Richardson, to me, is the Heat. He was last year the Heat's uh, best 2A player. Um, Zach Lowe said the same thing. Um, and then I think Bam has a lot of just growth in him, just being, you know, sh- straight out of one year of college. Um, he's really good defensively, and I think for him, it's just a matter of fine tuning his offensive game. But I think Winslow is someone who. I see as more of on the bubble. Definitely not a star, but I think for him, it's just whether you can just be the best player that you can be, which at this stage is maybe not a three-point shooter, but at least he can hit a few of them and he can offer these point-forward type skills that James Johnson can really offer when he's at his best.
0: So talking about, the heat and everything you know like you, you mentioned Bam Adebayo and one of the things that was really interesting is in summer league Bam was playing a little point guard mm-hmm. I was digging it you know getting different things out of him I'm a big Bam guy I think Bam is a guy that's really going to transition to be a really good NBA player when you saw what he was doing when you saw the way that they were using him when Juwan Howard was using him in summer league uh, what were your thoughts on the movement for him? Is that something you think that they could really put into the future? Or do you think that was just him testing the waters to see what's going on?
2: Yeah, I think it's more of just him testing the waters. I mean, we always hear about players who do these things in Summer League, and then when they actually play in, in the NBA, it's really a far cry from what you saw in the Summer League. So I think it was more of testing the waters. What I do think, I don't know if he'll he'll be really playing point forward but I do wonder if he becomes more than just... I mean, last year he was only pretty much shooting if he was getting an alley-oop pass or just really around the rim. I think the question for me is, does he become someone who maybe isn't a Giannis on a Tecumpo or anyone like that, but he does use his athletic ability to... Maybe not be a point forward, but at least be, you know, somewhat of a Chris Bosh type of player who can pump fake someone and take them off the dribble for a nice layup or dunk. Or, I mean, we have to see if he gets, you know, somewhat of a decent at least 15-foot jump shot just so he can expand his game. And he's not only a, you know, within five, five, five feet of the basket. That's his lane. If he can expand his game and I think... Dribbling more um, will help him uh, just ex- ex- expand his game and become a better, more dynamic player for the Heat.
0: I'm um, kind of talking about different additions, like you know, because there's not a whole lot. Like we mm-hmm. said earlier, uh, Derek Jones Jr. is retained. Uh, mm-hmm. After he got a little summer league time as well, he's very well known for being screwed out of a dunk contest. Mm. My personal opinion, um, w- you know, he kind of has the pedigree of a guy the Heat like to. Sign and groom, mm-hmm. and he's a you know he's a talented player. He's obviously you know he's he's got a spot for a reason. Where do you see him playing into this? Is he guys out of the rotation? Is he in the rotation?
2: I think he could definitely be. It was interesting to see because last year he was on a two way contract. Actually, this year they signed him to a standard contract. And one thing that you saw is that when someone would get hurt. Eric Spoelstra would frequently start Derrick Jones Jr. because he would like to keep Wayne Ellington coming off the bench so he can offer that offensive spark plug. And sometimes Derek Jones Jr. would actually impress. There was one game that the Heat played in February against, I think it was at the time, the Eastern Conference leading Toronto Raptors. And Derek Jones Jr. started that game. He had a really nice putback dunk. People call him airplane mode. So I definitely think he could definitely get in the rotation, especially if someone goes down. We also do know that the Heat would probably try to, at some point, trade Tyler Johnson with his contract exploding this year, um, the year that the he actually lost Dwayne Wade back in, I believe it
0: was 2016. Um, yeah, where do you go? Sorry. Where, where did Dwayne Wade go? I don't, I don't remember that. I don't. Rem- I blocked that out of my memory.
2: <laughs> yeah, he went to the Chicago Bulls. And, oh, yeah, and he did do that, didn't he? Yeah, he did that for for a minute. He was there for a year. Just a minute. Yeah, just a minute. And uh, for some reason, the Chicago Bulls thought it would be a good idea to have him and Rajon Rondo on the same team. I mean, yeah, wouldn't but you? we won't talk about that.
1: Three alphas, baby. <laughs>
2: But, um, yeah, so, so I think in, at that point, the Heat were like, well, Dwayne Wade just left. They actually hadn't signed Dion Waiters yet, so they um, wanted to just sign, you know, or match the offer for Tyler Johnson that the Brooklyn Nets had sent him. But now it just looks like a very bad contract. So, yeah, so where does that go? Um, so I think especially if they trade... Tyler Johnson, especially if someone goes gets hurt, Derek Jones Jr. could certainly get consistent playing time, and I think, you know, as you said, he's someone who the Heat have not only said that they would groom and develop, but they've already done it. You know, he was on the Sioux Falls Skyforce. He w- he was on a two-way contract, and now they've basically made him a standard contract, so he's not going to be limited to 45 days with the Heat. So I definitely see it, especially if he can get his three-point shooting and then he can be a really good, true 3 and D
0: guy. So talking about 2A contracts, the Miami Heat signed one of my favorite 2A contracts in this offseason, and it's Duncan Robinson, mm-hmm. Michigan and Wolverine mm-hmm. alum. Mm-hmm. actually bumped into Duncan a couple weeks ago. I was in Columbus for the basketball tournament and he was oh, there. Wow. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I, I was a big Duncan guy in Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. I hate Michigan football with everything in me, but for some mm. reason I can't help but enjoy Michigan basketball. Mm. And Duncan was the guy I really liked in a tournament. So obviously, you know, two-way contract guys are hard to evaluate because they have a certain amount of time they could be in the big with the big club. Yeah. But with that being said, how do you expect him to develop in the Miami Heat system?
2: Yeah, that, I mean that's a really good question, and I do think the Heat really found someone. They actually did not have a draft pick last year, but they were always looking for players um in the second round undrafted who they could maybe find and scoop up on their summer league team and let's not forget that he had made really um a use of finding these diamond in the rough type players let's not forget that udonis haslam was someone who was undrafted and has been a miami heat lifer Um, And though he is now sort of almost pretty much an assistant coach, we actually don't know if he also will come back and play one more year. But there were many years when he was a consistent, you know, 10 and eight rebound guy. Um, So it's not unprecedented for someone to develop in the heat system and actually contribute in a big way. But I think you'll see him really hone his three-point shooting. I think that's the key with him. There was one... um, Summer league game I believe it was in the first week of July I mean obviously had to be when he must have made like six or seven three-pointers So I think that's the that will be his ticket into the NBA. That'll be his ticket into the Miami Heat roster and You know players on two-way contracts can always you can always turn those players into standard contracts provided of course they fit under one of those top 15 roster spots so I think the Heat will try to work with him to, you know, continue developing his three point shot, especially at the NBA range. Continue to just be an all around good player. Maybe he doesn't become a lockdown defensive player, but you at least make him compete so that he doesn't um, give up too much on that end of the floor. And maybe you at, you know, the Heat have really used Wayne Ellington, Ray Allen in the past. Eric Boulter loves to have players running around screens. Spotting up for jump shots, I think uh, the Heat assistant coaches and um, the Sioux Falls Skyforce coaches will definitely be working with him on some of those skills.
0: Let me ask you one more thing for Sean Bumpson because we've we've we talked about this obviously quite a bit and obviously covering the Heat and when you started with the Heat at that, is it weird for you? seeing LeBron in Lakers colors yet, because, mm. you know, the Cavs and Heat had similar color schemes, at least, Yeah. but then he goes full-fledged, like, purple and yellow, and it's, like, it's a weird jump.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, did you all see the uh, photos of him? You know, he, he was close Yeah, for 2K. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely very weird. Um, it was just very strange, because I remember hearing, you know, he was going to decide quick, and then I think it was July 1st in the evening, whoa, Tweeted it out. So it'll definitely be an adjustment. Like you said, uh, not only is he in the purple and gold, but he's also in the West this time. So, I mean, it's, it's also interesting to me to see him play because it's just him and a bunch of young guys. He did not get Kawhi Leonard on the Lakers. And I think if they got Kawhi Leonard, if they even got some type of second star next to him, they would definitely be. Contenders, you would have to say you cannot pencil in the, goal, the Golden State Warriors just yet. But now it's just with him, you know, he's a little bit older now, 33 years old, and it's just him, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, other players who are pretty young. And as we know, LeBron James, he needs a Dwayne Wade or a Kyrie Irving if he's, if he's won a championship in the past. And when, you know, his first around with the Cavaliers, when it was just him, and not really a defined number two star, um, or even last year um, after Kyrie Irving gets traded and you see him screaming at J.R. Smith, who inexplicably dribbles to the three point line after grabbing a rebound in game one of the NBA Finals. Too soon. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so it'll be interesting to see him. I mean, I, I honestly, I wonder if this was less a move about basketball and more about family and business. Um, but who knows? Maybe the Lakers are really gearing up to get a free agent in 2019. We all know that it was pretty shocking that Paul George did not sign with the Lakers. So maybe um, seeing him with. Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, <laughs> JaVale is going to be more than just the meme team, which is a not necessarily a good thing, I have to tell you Lakers fans out there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it'll just be weird on multiple fronts. I think the, pul- the purple and gold, being in the West, and then being around this such a strange team. Um, I mean, like I said, maybe they're just waiting to get a player in 2019. And this is more just like, okay, we're going to go back from being the Lakers that we've seen really since even before Kobe Ryan hung them up when they were not making the playoffs. So we're going to get back to respectable playoff basketball. We'll definitely probably make the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll just be definitely a weird season for LeBron on multiple fronts.
0: This is just getting up for next year when Clay Thompson's is number two mm-hmm. and the Lakers win titles. Don't worry.
2: Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, people said the same thing about them getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, That's fair. Who knows what happens with Kawhi Leonard. But, I mean, no one thought, I think, well, maybe everyone who worked for the Oklahoma City Thunder thought this when they made that big gamble, trading for someone. Um who had made it very clear that when he became a free agent, he wanted to sign with the Lakers. And then at the end of the day, he doesn't turn up that that payday. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, like, there's so much uncertainty that happens in one year. There's so much uncertainty that happens in even six months in today's NBA. But they do so have Diego. him for four years, so, I mean, who knows?
1: Yeah. They do have him for four years. So... We're about six weeks away from preseason basketball. Finals seem like they were forever ago. Mm -hmm. On August 8th, they finally announced the um, nationally televised schedule. Mm -hmm. And uh, heat are not on it (laughs) for the the marquee games this year, obviously, which is a shame. Any time a team goes from being, um, you know as big as the Miami Heat went a couple years ago mm-hmm. to, to where they're at now, it's always a disappointment to see a team like that do that. So um, so looking forward to the season, if you were going to give us one bold prediction for the Miami Heat this year, what would it be?
2: Okay, well, if, I, if I'm going to go bold... Um... I will say something that is nonetheless in the realm of possibility and my bold prediction is by the mid-season point um, Pat Riley and Eric Spolscher will have a meeting and they will decide to tank the rest of the year (laughs) Um, yeah I mean it's actually interesting Zach Lowe wrote about the uh, Thirty and eleven, Miami Heat team, and he actually talked about how, when the Heat were, eleven were eleven and thirty to start the season, the Heat had a meeting, about what they would do for the re- for the rest of the year, and then they started winning, and then they essentially called off, meeting, again. So, I think the thing for me with the Heat is, you thought that maybe the group from last year could replicate what they did that didn't really happen. Um, I think if you really want to set yourself up for the most success, you need to let these players, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, Bam, Adebayo, to some extent, play through some of their mistakes um, so that they can get better next year. So I think you might see, realistically, the Heat start off the season kind of middling kind of uh, maybe 500 ball uh, maybe perhaps a little bit worse we still have to see Um, but I could definitely see um, them not going into the season tanking but if it looks like you know our best shot is you know last year they were a 6th seed in the Eastern Conference the year prior they just missed the playoffs um, so they were the ninth seed if it's not looking like they can have any realistic shot at um, getting really above, you know, even in the top four seeds, um, I think you might see them decide to tank so that they can hopefully get a good player, so that would be my bold, well, it's not really bold, but that would be my somewhat, um, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure like most um, websites have the Heat winning, you know, between 40 and 45 games next season, they are They'll, they'll make the playoffs but I think it's very plausible that they could have a rough patch in the beginning of the season and not really bounce back and end up uh, missing the playoffs
0: missing the playoffs <laughs> wow wow
2: it, you know, it would actually be... So they missed the playoffs the first year after LeBron left. They missed mm-hmm. the playoffs um, two years ago. So it would not be unprecedented in terms of their recent past. I think the question is, um, if Dwayne Wade decides to come back for one more year, he is 36 years old, do you want to have... Um, him and his career on, you know, a pretty bad note. And I think, you know, going back to the heat last year, I think his uh, performance in game two of the first round of the um, playoff series against the 76ers, to me, that's the one of those plays goes in his final, you know, he's getting a statue, his jerseys going up in the rafters. One of those plays, to me, goes, it goes on that highlight reel that you see when, when Miami honors D. Wade. And I think it's not because he hasn't had a plethora of other really highlight moments in a Miami Heat uniform, but I think in order to honor his true body of work, you have to honor when he made the threes against the Charlotte Hornets, when the Heat were down three-two in the final or in the playoffs first round, and uh, there was a guy in the purple shirt front row who was sort of, you know, uh, I don't even know what he he was talking to Wade, and and Wade was just sh- shut him up with his talk. So yeah, I mean that's the one thing. I think you also see it with the San Antonio Spurs how. They trade Kawhi Leonard, who was an absolute top five, top three player, one healthy, definitely. And it looks like with Greg, Greg Popovich, you know, he, he's probably going to stick around for at least a couple more years. Manu is still there. You don't want to hit the reset button quite yet. And I think that would be the one thing as to why the Heat might not want to tank this year and and miss the playoffs while they might want to have another respectable season perhaps um, trying to if not get one of those top four spots at least get to a point where they could potentially beat their first round opponent as they did when they beat the Charlotte Hornets Uh, but who knows I mean we don't even know if Dwayne Wade will stay with them I mean he and I, I know that you did mention earlier whether he would play in China. I actually don't think that will happen. I think you have him having a son who it looks like will be in the NBA. I don't know why he would want to be away from his two sons. We hear him talk about how fatherhood is so important to him. His wife, Gabrielle Union Wade, um, is an actor. Um, I don't know why she would want to be in China um, considering all her gigs would be in U.S. Um, I just think that there would be so many things yes apparently he's been offered a monster contract that he couldn't replicate in the United States but I think there would just be too many things in the family side that would pull him to staying in the NBA and by extension with the Miami Heat were he to play for one more year
0: Awesome so I guess that would probably, yeah. I think all those points you make make a ton of sense in that case. So, Diego, with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this uh, Miami Heat team preview that we always appreciate your time on. But we're obviously going to be fair. If you're going to come on our show and be nice enough to give us your time, we're going to give you your time as well to shout out your social media, your website, anywhere where people can interact with you during the season, by all means.
2: For sure. Thank you so much. So I write for Hot Hot Hoops, which is the SB Nation-affiliated Miami Heat blog. It's hothothoops.com, and my Twitter is at heat is at Diego DiegoHeatMBA.
0: Excellent. Well, Diego, thanks again, man. We look forward to having you do this with us, hopefully every year now. So. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you all very much. And like we said, this has been the Miami Heat team preview for 48 minutes. Be sure to check our shows on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Tune in, Alexa, and of course, Spotify. Check us out on 48minutesnetwork.com where you can check out all of our articles and podcasts of the past. On behalf of Sean Mackey, this is Tim Daniel. Have a good night, everybody.
2: Thank you.